Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner, and we're talking home Home repair. repair. We have a very special guest, and they're in studio. Woohoo! And we know them. Amy, who do we have here? We have Bridget Boudreau. She is Bridget Boudreau Coaching. So she is. Well, why don't you give yourself a little plug there, Bridget? Thanks for joining us. What the hell do you do? What the hell do I do? Sure. So this is going to be. I know, right? It'll be enlightening. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, technically, I'm a master certified uh, personal and executive coach. And uh, basically, I help people navigate change. So I thought it'd be great to come and uh, remodel and change. Yeah. Remodel, if we think of uh, those big life stressor events, right? Moving, having children, remodeling. You can just kind of run down the list. Death, life and death. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Home improvement, home remodeling is right in there. So, yeah, let's talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about any of that kind of stuff. Right, right. So we actually, in, in our packet of information that we give our clients when we go out, um, and do an initial site visit. We have a, a, a picture of the emotional remodeling curve that we give them. And it's kind of a funny thing, right? They ha, ha, ha. Right. <laughs> but they go through it. And and so I thought maybe we'd just touch on that a little bit because it, it goes right in with the change. And, you know, the expectations are so high and they're so excited when we get started. But to maintain that for the six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is, it's just absolutely impossible. So there's parts that, like, we were just talking. It's also just such a long process, too. Right. So you can't get away from, I think, the dips and Right. And and HGTV has done us no good thinking that we can have this done in three days. It's like, come on, really? Yeah. So, And I think about that, you know, it's in your home, like you were saying, you can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and other coaches may try to have you, you know, reframe your thoughts or whatever. But I kind of like to start with, you know, there's parts of this that are going to suck. And so <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, reality. let's be real. Right. Yeah, like parts yeah. of this are going to suck. You come into it, you have these great expectations. And and that's great. I think just realizing that's not the energy that's going to carry you through. So Mm. I think it's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. (laughs) And there's some practical planning to do, you know, do you, can you plan a weekend away? Can you, are Mm -hmm. you planning, uh, you know, sometimes you have to move out of certain rooms and all of that stuff. And are you doing the best you can to plan for that and really understand how disruptive this is going to be? So I think that's one thing. And then there's all these levels of different relationships that you have. So you have yourself. And how do you deal with change? How do you manage change? What do you need to feel grounded when everything in your home space is awry? Uh, So there's that. How you deal with the contractors and the people you're working with to get this done. And then, of course, there's the couple dynamic. And how do you work with that? So I think there, I, I think there's a lot to that we can unpack here. So when you, so if you're gonna take on, and this is unlike a death or 
um, a divorce or separation or something like that. It's like, that's all negative connotation. And I think that's where you get tricked. It's like, this is supposed to be a fun thing. And this is going to be a nice thing that you have at the end of it. And it's still going to have its dips. You know? So how, how do you prepare for that? Yeah, I think even getting married or having a child, right? There are all these positive events that are also hugely stressful. So I think one is just having that realistic view of what you're getting into. Like I was saying, you know, knowing what you need to feel calm. Do you need a quiet space? Mm. Do you need to get away? Do you need... Does it need to be clean? Yeah. Does it need to be clean? Do you... Um, I mean, what are... So you're going through this now, right? Have you noticed like what you need? I usually need clean. Mm-hmm. I need to understand. Okay. I think, so I think communication is huge for me because it's not just a matter of this is going to happen. I need to know why. And I think I'm particularly obnoxious in that way for most contractors. <laughs> no, no, Alicia, you're not. No. <laughs> but personally, you know, we've got a few dynamics happening that um, I've got somebody working at home yeah, in a corporate position. So I have to make sure that she can really carry on with her business in a bathroom that she's used to using throughout the day. She needs a certain amount of quiet, predictability. You know, she needs to be able to, because her life is very predictable. My, this meeting is this important. I'm listening on this one. Da, 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 da. I can go down the list mm-hmm. and know what she needs and then try to marry that with what the contractors and the subs need. They need to make noise to do their job. So finding her a different place to be, knowing how much noise is going to be sustained. And she's learning too. You know, if she's not presenting she can just put her headphones on and she seems, you know, pretty happy with that. So so that level of communication is hard. And one of the things that I really appreciate about Amy Works is they're very clean. The dust is under control. The mess is under control. Um, and definitely when they leave for the weekend. I think those are all great examples. And then as you were talking, I was thinking about the Amy Works side of things. Um, and obviously you all are contractors. You're not mm-hmm. coaches. You're not therapists. But we are I'm not guessing, marriage counselors. No, they're I'm just not guessing. officially. Yeah, <laughs> right. but I'm right. guessing that you get some energy coming your way. So I'm curious, like, how do you, I'll tell you what I'm thinking about because I'm thinking Alicia says, I have a high need for knowledge and to know. And so that can come across to a contractor is, well, this person is all up in my business and they mm-hmm. want to know, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I don't know that. And why are they asking me these questions? They're and so, questioning me all the time. Yeah, they're questioning me. So I th- this is what I was thinking about. This is a place where the, you know, the contractor and the owner can get crossways mm-hmm. if you don't know where that's coming from. So I don't know if that sparks any thoughts in your mind about how how do you manage the information that's coming your way from owners? Well, one, we realize that it's a very emotional time. And then two, you know, everybody's got their own style of how they're going to cope with it. And giving the client the information that they need or what they need, do they need to be texted right back or, you know, those kind of things and learning those things before the project starts. And as the project starts, we kind of, we kind of get a feel for it. And I also have, you know, my amazing Kayla, project manager, who is is great at communicating with people. And she could be nice as pie, right? Just very, very sweet, you know, belittled by the client. She takes it well, 
But then she comes back to the office and she has to have her little time to vent. Yeah. Um, but, you know, forward facing to the client, we're always trying to make them be as comfortable as they can while their house is totally torn apart. We totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big deal. And one of the things that I was thinking about, on you know, on both sides of that equation is, you know, when when things get heated, when you're feeling escalated or elevated, can you remember to be curious? Mm-hmm. So I think if I can come to a place of curiosity, right? So, yeah. and also thinking about what what's driving this in me, right? So, hmm. you know, in your example, Alicia, if you came home, there's sawdust everywhere, you know, it's tracked all over the house and you're just, that just makes you zero to 60, right? Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you could take that moment, so I also think about, can you respond instead of reacting? So instead of immediately, and I'm, you know, just using Amy Works as the example here, but of course it would be somebody else that we don't know that's not as a That would not be handling this well. Exactly. But if, and you, because you can, you know, you can stop the pattern on either side of the equation. So if you can just take that moment to respond instead of reacting. So reacting is firing off that text, you know, I told you, instead say like, what is this triggering in me? Mm -hmm. You know, what is the need that I need to be, I need to have met here? Well, I actually, I need to have cleanliness. That makes me feel peaceful Mm -hmm. because that's a really different message Mm. to communicate Mm -hmm. to, we're going to use Amy in this example, to use, to communicate to Amy instead of, what the fuck is it? Can you say that here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're good. You know, instead of saying that, say, you know, it's super important to me that everything's clean at the end of the day. Um, can we make sure that happens going forward? Is there, you know, do you have any issue? That's like a super different message in that, you know, that can go the same way. The minute you get that text, let's say you react. Mm -hmm. So Alicia reacts, Amy can sit and go, can either react or respond. Right. Right. Anybody (laughs) can choose in any given moment Mm -hmm. to react or respond. So if you get that text that comes in hot, if you can just sit and go, hmm, Okay, so first you deal with how that makes you feel. Well, you know, question me, or we do a great job, or kind of the Kayla example, you go vent that out. Yeah. But then if you can say like, okay, what's the underlying need here? So you might text back and say, I'm hearing that cleanliness is really important to you and this really threw you off. So there's always a point where you can stop that potential war from happening. And I think the this particular example of a, a project like this is that you can set that expectation. Because if cleanliness is so important to me, there's got to be a realistic expectation. There's going to be sawdust, and there's going to be dust, and there's going to be people with boots on. And, you know, and there's a lot of things that they can do to try to uh, make that better. But it's also construction. Yeah. And so... I think what was helpful is it's always in the beginning. Yes. I think having a, the expectation. a good, you know, when the, when, the, when the vibes are good and the energy is yeah, high, right. you know, <laughs> right. and even maybe asking a couple more questions, well, what does clean at the end of the day look like to you? Right. And then right. that's an opportunity to say, mm, that, you know, okay, if we, if we get to that level of clean, that's going to take us an hour of our time every afternoon. 
would you rather have that or would you rather have, you know, a 15 minute cleanup? So, I mean, you're not going to always be able to talk through every detail down to the gnat's ass, but these are all just good things. The gnat's ass. The gnat's ass. That's little. That's, that's little. A, that's that a is, detail. That's tiny. Yeah. So, <laughs> but if you if you have some of these conversations at the beginning, that sort of opens the door for other good communication throughout the project and when you get to what is that uh the the, the drywall part drywall uh, drywall sanding yeah the drywall sanding the, yeah. the dirtiest part of the whole right thing. right yeah so when you get to that place or things have run long it's all about how you create relationship all along the way and the other thing i wanted to say this also is about boundaries. So what we were talking about, what Alicia said, you know, in that example, you know, come home, there's stuff everywhere, sawdust everywhere. Alicia can express to you what, you know, what the hell's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Or let's just say maybe it's more relevant. A, pro- a project is starting to run long, right? And so it's tempting to say a boundary is what you're trying to get the other person to do it's not actually the nuances. The boundary comes in in what you're going to do in response. What do you mean? Lay, lay so, that out. Yeah. Like I love your example of the project is running long because that's yeah. where the real frustration I think is going to start happening. Right. So the project is running long. Let Let's say I'm the homeowner. I may start to say, okay, I am not going to make the next payment if we don't hit this milestone right. by this date. And some of that's going to be laid out in the contract. So this may not be the perfect example. But it's what I am going to do, you know, Mm -hmm. if that subcontractor can't get here in time, then I am going to do X. I am going to find another one. I am going to. To try to take some of the control back. So more than a. Yeah. So it's just. Than a boundary. It's a, is it boundary or is it control? I I mean, like you say, they're. Well. Maybe two sides of the same coin. I think people, what I'm, the nuance I'm trying to get to is I think a lot of times people think boundaries are trying about trying to get other people to do things. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, "Mm, that's not going to work. So as you think about, huh, what is my boundary here? What is my action? I can't always control what other people are going to do. So you want to bring that back to yourself. Sure. What am I going to do in response to this situation? Because that you can control. That you can always control. So it's when things get hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what's to take to the stereotypical bad stories about renovations is that it's going long. It's your contractors not answering your call. It's the contractor not showing up for work and you don't understand why they didn't show up for work. Or, they, or they're just bad contractors, and you really don't feel like there's a lot that you can do because it comes down to my bathroom's torn up, and I need it put back together. Mm-hmm. So I can't completely fly off at my contractor, my GC, or my, su- my subcontractors and berate them and beat them up a little bit. I mean, the contractors have a whole heck of a lot of power here. And I think that's where really bad frustrations can kind of start. We've always talked about expectation. And so when I'm surprised, that's the only time I'm not happy. Yeah. You know? And when I have to do major things that I didn't expect that I needed to do, then I'm going to be irritated. I think other times I do try to say, wow, we didn't even get to mud today. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and to say, why didn't, but then I step back and say, there's a lot of things that happened. You know, and I can disagree with how 
those workers manage their time that day. But I think you need to be bigger pictured if you're a homeowner and saying you can't control every day. You can't control every half hour Mm -hmm. and really giving up the control and saying, I'm trusting that person to manage it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like good management, right? So that's micromanaging the entire process versus just, you know, instead noticing, okay, I'm noticing this, I'm noticing that. I mean, you can bring that up. You can bring that up to the project manager or the contractor and say, hey, you know, I'm just concerned because it says by X date we're supposed to be mudding right? and we're not mudding yet. So where are we and kind of what's your plan what to, got adjusted? Yeah. How are you going to adjust? And I think that's a that's a perfectly reasonable question, right? So but there's even a balance in that that I find interesting because, okay, c- kind of like your question of, well, we can we can mop the floor before we go. Would you like us to spend your money there or would you like us to spend your money getting the project done? I think the same argument can be held for, you know, that micromanaging or needing to know what's happening if we're like a day or a half a day off. You know, save that for the big ones. <laughs> save yeah. that for we ordered glass and it's not here for three months. You know, you remind me of something else that I wanted to talk about during this time because uh, <laughs> this is something that uh, Steph, my partner, and I would say to each other is, is this the hill you want to die on? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. You right. Know? Yeah, and I, I think that's that's always the decision. And that, to me, takes it away from the micromanaging manage your own anxiety. And mm-hmm. so there is a balance between what's the project status, how are we progressing, you know, having a natural anxiety or need to know that comes up with that and just getting like you said involved in all the little details because you do not want to make every little thing the hill you're going to die on. Right. You right. know, everybody's going to be miserable. Yeah, everybody's going to be miserable. That's when people don't call you back. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> And ultimately, it will not make the project go faster. It no. just will not. And so even, and it's, you can't use Amy Works as an example because they've really got some good systems in place. They build up more time for things so that they can fall behind on, you know, it's okay that we didn't get to mudding yesterday because we have three days for drywall, which they really only probably needed two. But now because blocking, you know, all those little adjustments, they've already accounted for. But it almost seems like, so if you if you have a contractor that Amy isn't Amy Works and they don't have a good uh, system for scheduling or they always underestimate what time is going to take, again, me being mad about that isn't going to make that any better. I can know that they're not going to do my next bathroom or I can just say, man, I really love their work. And every time they tell me something, I double or triple it. Yeah. Like yeah. you say, c- controlling what, how you can react to it yeah, and what because, you can do. Yes, because there's always going to be how you would do something versus how somebody else does it. Right. And so that's really what we're talking about here is how do you get your own needs and met? And mine is my favorite. Yes, yeah. of course, <laughs> as is mine. Exactly. As is all of ours. You right, know? Right, yeah. But that also gets into like how do you, how do you work with your partner mm-hmm. on home projects? So – uh, Steph won't mind if I tell this example, but um, I don't know. Are you all familiar with the Myers-Briggs yes. assessment, right? Yeah. So that last letter in the Myers-Briggs is you're either a P or a J or, you know, everybody will say I'm somewhere in between, but 
You're Bear with me. Yeah, I'm a J. <laughs> so Js like to move to closure. They like to reduce the options and that helps them. And deciding is like, oh, oh, we have decided. That's just delicious. Ps like to keep it open-ended. They like to keep their options open for as long as possible, consider as many options as possible, mm-hmm. and decide somewhere down the road. But like moving to closure is where they start to get the hives. So Because you're committing. Yes, you're committing to a course of action. And it may be the wrong answer. And it may be wrong. Mm-hmm. Or you might change your mind. So this is very important. I think if you're a couple and you're doing stuff around the house, like for Steph and I, it was picking paint colors. So I'm like, and I'm telling you, like, you know, it was a big deal before we figured this out. It was an issue. I, I'm like, just give me the top three paint colors. Maybe put some swatch. I don't even know that sometimes I wouldn't even paint swatches, but okay, I'm a grown up. I'll paint swatches. I like that one. Good. The walls are painted. Goal accomplished. I am happy. Steph, on the other hand, wants... In our bedroom, I have seen the number of sampler, yeah, right. I, I believe that she has a paint. Yeah, we had sampler cans. If you need paint samples, <laughs> that we have half them. Bath that you had in that one yeah. house. Oh my there word! There was like yeah. fifteen swatches of color, and I finally I said, you know what? We learned about each other in this process. I said, this is not the hill I want to die on. I actually am not the one that cares so much about paint color. Steph is going to be in charge of paint color. And you know what? Those swatches can be there for as long as they want. Now they're maybe after a few months. <laughs> the part, might, the, the J part of you the wants J some part, closure. But now that she knows what makes me tick, you know, I've given her the time. Seriously, like I just got to the place where it's like, this is her thing. This is her project. This is not the hill I need to die on. It's her creative expression. Yeah. It's To me, it's getting a task done. So that's the difference. and But then at a certain point, I would say, maybe we want to start landing the plane. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then it's cool because, you know, she's been given the space to to do her thing around that. Right. So I think, I mean, that was like such a big game changer. Like, do you and Sujan have a thing like that? Are you both J's or do you? She refuses kinda... to look at paint chips. Yeah. In fact, she's made it clear that it's her certain type of hell. Yeah. To, when I walk up to her with, with a chip, chip, she starts shaking and convulsing, and her eyes will just close, and she'll just say no. And <laughs> and the problem is, is that I want a partner in choosing that. So that's that's the only thing that is. I'll help you pick. I, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be your temporary You're gonna have partner to get a for paint that, chip so. side action. Yeah, yeah. And, and she wants to make sure that she still has veto power. So, but, oh. but no, but no, she's a lot like you, where she's like, just give me three choices at the very most. But if I say, oh, can we go in the store here? We, we're driving by Sherman Williams. Want to go in? No. 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 When I no, did, go faster. No. <laughs> when I did her floor in the condo, I brought five samples with me to lunch. She bought me lunch. Uh-huh. I pulled them out. She's like, I don't know which one. And I said, this one. Great. And that's what I did her She wants floor. it just done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she just wants it done. What she really doesn't like is when you've given her an opinion, then I'm like, yeah, but what about... And she doesn't like that. Oh, one. I don't like that one either. <laughs> it's like you've elicited my opinion. I like... And it's like, and you don't have to choose my opinion, 
But don't ask me to consider other ones. Oh. Like she doesn't want to go through my thought process, my design process. And um, and I think my problem that I have is that I just love so many things. I think there's so many combinations that can be great or completely different directions that can go. And so it's been really hard. This is now my third room trying to do that. I'm just like, just decide on a direction and then things will kind of fall in place. But yeah. That was actually helpful for both of us is um, my uh, sister-in-law is an interior designer. And when we were decorating our house, Big Blue, our old big house, mm -hmm. we just couldn't get, I mean, we had bought a brand new house. You know, there was- Clean slate. It was a clean slate, which is, oh my God, it's a clean slate. Like it's not actually a great, good, it's no, not that's a good hell. feeling. It's hell. <laughs> really? And she said, just- Pick a thing and plant your flag, whether it's a like a rug, she right. said, you know, or a picture that you pick something that you really like. Well, the rug is central, but you could even go off of an accent and mm. then start building the room out. So you have to you have to plant your flag in something, something. and then go from there. And I think that's helpful whether you like to keep things open ended or you like to go, you know, move forward. I think you're 100 percent right. Yeah. Yeah. Because we we're both like, oh, OK, Whew. Mine okay. was I wanted this tile floor. Yeah. You know, and then trying to just try to commit to that. But then you find yourself with a little bit of scope creep and saying, yeah, but like, no. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even know how to help with this dynamic where you look in your house and it's like, uh, uh, oh, I, I need to remodel the bathroom. And then somehow you end up with half of the house remodeled. Yeah, oh you mean, like you know, midway. one thing leads to another leads to another. Well, as long as we've got this, as long as we've got the roof open, then we might as well let's add another floor. The, yeah, yeah, let's add another floor. Like, what I do don't you do know with people who with creep, start creeping like that? Because I think that's a, a a terrible scope creep that can happen. That that is not useful for homeowners. No, we we go through the work scope, the the scope of work really thoroughly before the job starts, and our employees know what the, the scope of work is as well. So right. if it starts where the client approaches them and says, well, can you, can, can you look at this door and maybe get this replaced too while you're, while you're working here? Then it's like, no, no. Talk to the project manager. Exactly. If you want to add that exactly. on. And then we also have those, you know, the weekly meeting, the status meetings with right. client and project manager. So that could be brought up at that time. And that's when we're going to call it out saying, okay, that is a separate project from this. And we will we will address that when we're done with this, or we can talk start talking about it now. But we're not doing that while we're. What's doing your this. opinion though on a, on a on a big thing like, oh, since everybody's here and we had to pull up this part of the floor and it came out three feet, so we had to take up some of the main floor. Let's replace the the floor in the whole house or the the main room. Well, we actually have a project going on right now that has been like that. This project has been going on. 10 months, mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. And we were originally going to go in and do some painting. Um, we weren't really? going to do anything in the kitchen. We were going to change baseboards, the flooring, that kind of stuff. $750,000 later, <laughs> we have taken it almost down to the studs in every room. We're wow, remodeling really? every bathroom. They're not living in it. No. Okay. Mm -mm. No. And um, we had to replace the subfloor. We had to do some joist work, right? There was no support oh, wow. on some of the joists, so the floor was falling and, and that kind of stuff. There was duct work that needed to be done. We, I mean, th that was a situation where— 
Well, that was, it was though, supposed to be. It's just a simple. Let's yeah. do some cosmetic stuff so that they can move in, and then one thing led to another that led to another that led to another, and we couldn't finish this back here because we had to address this here. But those were problems. Yes, like you, you opened up. Pandora's right. box, and right. you had to deal with things in there. Right. Typically, had- when when it's the, the the scope creep, where it's like, well, while you're here, can you do this? We nip that in the bud right away. Okay. And yeah. and don't allow that to happen because it's just it it just gets messy. It totally screws up your schedule, mm. and you're you're not on that that fixed price proposal like we had given you. Um, and now yeah. you're starting to do. Handyman type size right. things right. rather than right. renovation. Occasionally we'll do something small, but but not not much at all. Mm-mm. I guess if I'm a homeowner too, it's just being you know being grateful that my contractor is limiting my scope, you know, or just being clear about what is in and what is in and what is out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just hard when you're looking around and it's like, oh, I could do that too. Yeah. Yeah. And that also just goes back to sometimes just shutting that part off. It's looking around. Oh, yeah. this, oh, that. And, you know, look what, look at what you do have. Look at what you have created. Otherwise, I think that endless to-do list can just kind of drive you nuts, you know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. What did I say? There's like 137 decisions that you have to make on a bathroom remodel or something. That's before you even get started. There's just a whole bunch. So- I know what our process is, but but as a homeowner, how would, and I probably should know this, but you're interviewing your general contractor. What kind of signs are you going to take from them that they are going to be good communicators? I mean, I know what we mm-hmm. do, right? We answer the phone and we answer emails and we, you know, we get back to you in a timely manner. I mean, um, even before their clients, when they're prospective. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, so, you know, it's like, what, what would you consider to be guidelines? Well, I think all those are good. I'm the, what that makes me think of is how you do anything is how you do everything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And of course that's not absolutely true in every sense, but it is. So the way that your contractor is treating you and communicating with you, um, is a during the pre-sale process mm-hmm. is very indicative of what's going to happen during the sales process, especially if you catch them in unguarded moments or mm-hmm. um, like when know, they go to take a call. Yeah, on the driveway. Take a listen. To yeah, how that listen call to that. Going. <laughs> Even just listen to the tone of voice. Yeah, and right. you know, you, you don't have to eavesdrop on the actual content, but. Um, you know, how many of those calls are coming through. So I would say it, it's hard. I think it's um, it's easy to put on rose-colored glasses or just to tell yourself, this will be great. This is going to be great. And especially right now, you know, it's hard to find good contractors. But I would say don't, if if you can help it, like don't let your urgency, don't let your need mm-hmm. for this project to happen on a certain time mm, or right. to work drive the contract selection process. Otherwise, I do think you're really vulnerable to picking somebody who is not right. So you may have to wait longer um, because you're going to want somebody who probably has some work lined up and not universally, but you might find somebody. Yeah, it is an indicator. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, I think it's all those things, Amy, that you were talking about, you know, do they answer the phone? Do they communicate clearly with you? Do they seem to be organized? Are people showing up on time and, you know, where they're supposed to be? I think all of those things. And I think you can, we could probably brainstorm like the questions that you should ask a contractor too. How do you manage change? How do you develop the schedule? How are you coming up with this cost estimate and what mm-hmm. goes into that? What those are just questions that come to me off the... Those are great. And those are yeah. questions that I have been asked from clients. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have a great answer to all of them. I think yeah. the tricky thing... Yeah, and it would be worrisome if they didn't. Mm-hmm. I think the tricky thing is, if, especially for larger firms, if you're talking to sales. Yes. That's going to be very different for even bigger things like HVAC systems, stuff that you're buying with that there's truly a salesperson involved. I think that can get tricky. And I would say, thank you for the information. I'm very interested. Now I need to talk to somebody else. Like I need to talk to Amy or Kate, you know, if, if they had to salespeople, mm-hmm. yeah. I would say, thank you for your information. I do want to go the next step and I want to talk to Kayla or Amy. And then even beyond that, I would say that's where I think references are just huge. I think references. And if I was going to tie this back to sort of a coaching frame on it is Don't be afraid to be assertive. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to, uh, so there's references, but can you Google, can you find other people that have used this service that aren't necessarily the references? Can you Google X company claims, fraud? Better business, all those resources that are out there. Department of licensing, you can look up and see if there's any complaints against your license. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think doing your homework, uh, I think in addition to these practical questions, um, you, you know, you can ask, what do you, how do you handle it when issues come up? Maybe when you get to those people who are actually on the job, how do you handle that? Think of job interview questions and Mm -hmm. throw a couple of those in there. And even, you know, how does somebody respond when maybe they weren't expecting the question? Cause that would tell, not like you have to do it like a gotcha question, (laughs) but, um, well, I think that's an interesting point. Yeah. And, And back to something that you said earlier, do you think it's appropriate at that time in, in a professional capacity to say, this is what I need during renovations? I'm really sensitive to cleanliness, especially since we're going to be doing this room that's so close to a common room or it's part of our bedroom or whatever. Can you talk about things that you need and ask how they can accommodate it or not? I think I think so. And I would also say, How do these contractors, I mean, we're talking, you know, this is Amy work, so this is woman-owned, but how do these contractors talk to and treat women? Mm -hmm. And are you satisfied with that? So if you're a hetero couple, um, are they even talking to the wife or the female partner? Do they turn to the man, you know? and. That may not be entirely avoidable, and it may not be a deal-breaker, but I think if that stuff is happening as a woman, step forward and say, you know, I am. I'm going to be kind of managing this. I'm going to be managing Mm -hmm. this. So turn to me and speak to me and have your male spouse, husband back you up and say, yep, she's the one, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think just catching things like that, it's a... And then seeing how they correct. How do they correct? Right. You don't have to, you know, sock somebody in the jaw with that. But I think just very assertively saying like, you know, you can talk to me about that. Mm. 
Right. And, and I think you, you need to look at it like, because I tell my clients, it's like this is when I have that my first phone call with them. I said, this is like a first date, mm-hmm. right? And how comfortable are you talking to me? How comfortable am I talking to them? And and carrying that through to to the next time that we actually meet. And are there red flags going off? Right. You got to think about that. It's like, don't just discount it saying, oh, he's just a general contractor. Well, he's going to be your general contractor for the next three or four months. And you guys are going to be in a close relationship. And if you can't stand him now, you sure as heck are not going to like him very much at the end. Right. And, and you're going to end up in, and he's going to get pissed off and you're going to end up having a bad project. And so you don't want to do that. And it is you their want- job, the contractor's job, to be personable and approachable. And, and where maybe, does it say that? Well, but in this, <laughs> if you're running a decent business, yes. But that's what you I know, mean. General contractor, that, I, mean, I that, just go in and I do the remodel. I don't have to get along with anybody. I mean, there are those people out there, but that's. But uh, as you're talking to someone, that that's an okay indication to go ahead and chalk up. Yeah, right. And you get to decide if that works for you. I mean, some people maybe that works. That I'm I'm cool with this being very transactional. Right. Uh, the references check out. You know, you don't necessarily need all the warm fuzzies, and that's that's fine. I don't think we're necessarily talking about warm fuzzies, but all of this is like you get to decide what's mm-hmm. okay or what's not. But I think the point you're making about, you know, the first time you meet is like probably going to be the peak of your relationship. So, of, go- of goodness, of, of everybody goodness. on their right. best behavior. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if it's not <laughs> vibing at that point, then move on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it may not be anything that you can even put your finger on or you won't be able to put your finger on it until you get the contrast of talking to somebody else who is better aligned. Right. Or right. worse. Or worse. Or worse. You yeah. Might, right. You might end up that, yeah. Yeah. Nobody communicates. So, mm-hmm. so you're just going to, and again, this is, you know, this is a business. It's a transactional relationship. You're trying to get something done. So there's always this calculus of, What's acceptable? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, this guy's a little gruff, but he gets back to me. He has a schedule. The bid's right. You know, the references are there. Okay, great. You just know that that's how it's going to yeah. be. <laughs> yeah, right. What would your advice be to a homeowner that did have a bad experience? They have to do another one. How do you deal or process the PTSD in order to try again? Oh. Well, I think I think it would be good to sit down with yourself, you know, sit down with your partner if that's relevant and talk through what went wrong last time, even, mm-hmm. you know, write notes. Um hopefully in a more dispassionate way cuz it's a, been a Yeah, little bit. so hopefully you've had time to process and this is just very like what are our lessons learned that we can translate? So it's back to what we were talking about at the beginning. So we can translate that into clear needs that we have in the course of the remodel. You know, where are our non-negotiables? What are the things that need to be met? You know, the cleanliness, the, we need a status check every week. We need, you know, whatever that is, but you can always take what went wrong and translate that into clear direction for the next time, whether that's in business or work or Mm, life or whatever, that's a huge opportunity to learn about yourself because we go into these things, you know, the first time you go into it, there's going to be a lot you don't know about yourself. Mm -hmm. This is a brand new situation. So I also think having compassion for yourself, compassion for the other people, if possible, that maybe you were like, wow, that 
buzzsaw noise, you know, all day long, like really put that's, me into a state. That's the one I can't be here for. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it's, it's also thing. like stuff like that. Like maybe, you know, your nervous system just can't handle that. Yeah. And so saying like, I just need to really know when there's going to be the really loud stuff because I cannot be in the house for that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just think the more you, in any situation, the more you can know about yourself and what you need, and then you can articulate that before things get hot, the better it is. Mm-hmm. Will the contractor always be able to meet that? No, but then you can also, again, that's kind of the boundary thing where you can make an answer. Maybe you're just like, okay, well, I have to be ready to scram out to the coffee shop or somewhere quieter or this shared co-working space or whatever so that even when the unexpected happens, you still are taking care of yourself. Yeah, that's good. Backup plan for everything. Yep. Yeah. The emotional curve remodeling. Isn't it great? <laughs> yes. 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 Thank you, Bridget. Really Thanks. appreciate you being here. This was awesome. My What's pleasure. your website? BridgetBoudreau.com. Perfect. If you need coaching and that's professional, personal. personal. Yeah. You're at a crossroads and you just need help navigating that. I'm your woman. Sounds great. Thank you, Bridget. Right All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.